Welcome to Is This Working, a podcast about the messy parts of work with me, Anna Codriarado. And me, Tiffany Philippou. This week, we're talking about goals. Do you want more tools to improve your working life? Then join Is This Working on Patreon, the community platform for supporting creators like us. Support us on Patreon and you'll get perks, including a weekly reading list from us packed with things that will make your working life better. Find us at patreon.com slash is this working show. Anna, hello, first of all. <laughs> hi, hi. Let's be real. Uh, January is a stupid time to reset and set goals. Uh, the nights are long and everyone's exhausted from Christmas. Uh, people are often broke from all the December partying. It's a depressing time of year. However, September, autumn, back to school traditionally, and I think part of us are all still school children inside, uh, the rebirth of autumn is a great time so I feel like September is the new new year and should be when we set our goals I absolutely love September autumn is one of is possibly my favorite season I do also love winter because I am I am a January baby but even but even with that and even because of even in spite of my love for January oh sorry I still forgot that that was your birthday (laughs) month I'm really sorry yeah most most people do because most people are, are no really I actually love out. January from a part like we have a lot of great birthdays and special people born then so I do love January from that perspective but I do agree that from a growth and goal setting perspective January absolutely sucks and September is such a better month for thinking about rebirth and renewal and all of that kind of thing and I do love September and I definitely I always get that back to school feeling and I do very much have it this this September round um all of that being said it does still feel really weird this year of course it does because of the pandemic need I say why and so I have actually been thinking a lot about goal setting and all of the all of my old habits and how I want to plan my you know the rest of the year and going forward because for me under normal circumstances this is the time of year that I would start thinking about my goals and um I actually I normally kind of do a couple of goal setting points throughout the year. So because I am freelance and because I run on the financial year, which starts in April, I traditionally set financial goals for myself in April. And so September is pretty much the halfway mark. So it's the point when I will be checking to make sure that I'm on course for the for last year's goals. And I will, be, I will start the process of thinking about what I want to be doing next year. Um, and I threw out the window all of my goals from last year. So this has been a really interesting point for me. And I do really feel that in many ways, how I set goals and how I think about goals has been impacted by the last few months. Um, Because like I mentioned, I had to kind of let go of the 
the targets that I did have. Um, but I think for me, it's just really reinforced the idea that goals shouldn't really be about results, but more about the actual process and the journey itself. And I have, I think we've spoken about the different types of goals that you can set and the difference between a process goal and an outcome goal. And everything that's happened in the last few months has really solidified for me why why that is important. So just to kind of, um, if, if anybody listening hasn't heard me talk about this before, but an outcome goal is when you say, I really, you know, my goal is to achieve a, a, an, an outcome or a target. So for example, if you think about, let's talk, let's talk about it in monetary terms, your, your outcome goal might be, I want to earn 50,000 pounds this year, say you're freelance or whatever the case might be. Um, whereas a process goal is more about the steps you're going to actually take to try and reach something. So your process might be, I'm going to only work with high paying clients this year, or I'm going to pitch X amount of new projects every month in the hopes that, you know, I will make more money. And when you're thinking, when you think in terms of process over outcome, that just, it essentially kind of removes the pressures of those forces that you have no control over. So you might not be able to control whether or not you will actually reach your outcome, but you can control the process. And everything that's happened in the last few months has very much shown us that, you know, we have no control and things can change very, very quickly overnight. And all of all of the hopes you might have had, you might have to kind of pause for a while. So I've just been thinking a lot about how I even set goals and how I actually think about all of these things. I have really high level goals, which are big and juicy and ambitious. And next, I also do set financial goals. So I do put a number based on this quarter and last quarter of how much I w- how much income I want. But beyond that, in all aspects of my life, I'm very much more process goal driven. But even then, I'm not actually that explicit about that. I'm actually more priorities driven. So a great example of that might be at a super high level, I want a really great relationship in my life. I do not set myself the goal of finding a boyfriend by 2021. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't really set myself the goal of, okay, we have to go on five dates a week. And again, I don't really set myself the goal of you have to go on hinge three times a week. But I do sometimes say, this is priority number one, two or three for me right now. So this upcoming week, Monday night, Tuesday night, I'm going to chat on the apps. And if there's someone I like, then I'll arrange to see them. So that's kind of more how I set my goals um, and think about how I want to structure my time and my days. So it's much more priorities driven. So I could say the same for exercise, high level. Actually, I don't know what my high level exercise goal would be. I mean, I want to be like super buff, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I never set like weight goals as in how much I should weigh. Um, I don't set goals that are like, you have to exercise four or five times a week. Um, but I do say to myself, is this a priority for me right now? Does that mean I do my exercise before I do my other work in the morning? 
So that's how I think about um, setting goals. And I very much think seasonally as well. So I've sat down and thought, what do I want September's priority to be? to be, And what do I want this quarter's priority to be? And so I think about it much more in those terms rather than in those outcome goal terms. But I just, I love process goal thinking. When I hear people say who write, oh, I've set myself a goal of a thousand words a day. We're not machines, like we can't produce at the same rate every day. And I think that is quite punishing and doesn't really allow that flexibility for other things that might be happening in that day. Have, has any of that changed for you in these last few months? Has your, either your priority shifted or even just how you think about those process goals? Has any of that changed? It's really hard to say um, how the, what's been impacted by the pandemic, but what's been impacted by the fact that I am in the middle of a career change. Certainly, when you know our first ever podcast episode we talked about time and how I was exploring my relationship with time and I remember I was sitting in my gym kit and I said to you because going to the gym's not a priority I've not been to the gym today so this is something I've been thinking about since the early days of the podcast and talking to you about I think what the pandemic has done is reminded so I've always believed I think arguably more than some people how little we can control what happens in life and I've lived my life with that attitude possibly actually I've taken it a bit too far so nothing's ever certain the pandemic's reminded everybody that nothing's ever certain but even pre-pandemic nothing was ever certain you could walk outside and get hit by a bus I hope that doesn't happen to anyone listening obviously but um I've always thought I've always lived my life slightly like oh nothing could happen or anything could happen if, and I think that, you know, without wishing to get, um, you know, too, too, uh, too dark here, I think that's because of my own experiences with regards to grief and having experienced at a very young age, someone very close to me suddenly dying. So of course, I'm going to live my life thinking that you just don't know what's around the corner. And what that has meant is I've always plan and think really, really short term. And that's a great tool for survival. It's a great tool for when you're in the middle of a pandemic. What's the next month going to look like? What's the next three months? Because I can't plan uh, next March, April, May. I, I, I think I want to go away more um, and work and record the pod from hot countries with that have like nice tomatoes that have grown in the sun, not wherever like gross England supermarket tomatoes grow and um but I can't make that plan because I don't know what's going to happen next year so uh, but but what I do think has happened though weirdly is actually the pandemic has made me realize that the importance of a little bit of security or stability so particularly financially I'm beginning to take a much longer term view taking things like my retirement and my pension a bit more seriously and sitting down and making plans that can change but perhaps consider the long term a little bit more so in a weird way the pandemic's made me think a little bit more long term about my life and what I want which is quite an unusual reaction possibly it's funny because well we have often talked about how I'm the future gazer because I spend too much of my time looking forward and worrying about what's coming down the road and you live very much 
in the moment, which is how one should do, um, but without perhaps looking to, you know, you, you just have never really looked very far down the road. And we've always talked about this kind of like future gazing element um, to my sort of outlook on life that I have. And what do we kind of call your equivalent of that? We just always talk about future gazing, I suppose. But anyway. Um, moment living. <laughs> moment, yeah. Being present, which is what we're supposed to do. Um, and it's really funny that you say that you are essentially now becoming more of more of a future gazer because I am having the inverse happen to me, which is that I am becoming more short-termist in my planning. And I haven't really, I've thrown my, as I mentioned, I threw my goals out of the window. And to be honest, I haven't really stressed myself out about making new ones. Um, I still would probably, if I, I probably will make some goals because I do think it's important. It's important not to go too far the other way and just think very fatalistically of, you know, what is the point if we can't, if we can't see what's coming down the road, what is the point? So I think it's, it's really important not just to, not just to write off things completely at this point and not to forget about goals altogether. Uh, but I am trying to be a bit more short term in my planning. And it's funny what you kind of mentioned about the effect of the pandemic just kind of hums in the background and it can sometimes be quite difficult to distinguish what's been caused by the pandemic and what's something that maybe is, uh, maybe would have come up anyway. It kind of just makes me think about when you go on the pill or when you come off the pill and you can never distinguish whether the side effects that you're feeling are a result of those hormonal changes or whether it's just something else that's causing it. It just feels like it just feels like there's something there in the background that may or may not be contributing to our thinking and our feeling at the moment. Um, and I do feel that in many ways, the moment that we're in right now, it almost feels, or at least it does for me, but it almost feels a bit worse than it, than it did when we were at the height of lockdown. Um, and I was listening to the first episode of the new season of Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast. And she was talking about this concept of being on day two or being in the middle of something and and how it is always the hardest part. So when you have a three act story, the middle act is always the most grueling or it's the one where the protagonist is faced with the big challenge and that's where the hurdle needs to be overcome. And that really does feel like exactly what's happening right now. And so that kind of leaves me with this question of, well, if you want to move forward, how do you do that at a point where everything still feels very uncertain and you're not exactly sure? And I do know one thing that I know is that I don't want to slip back into kind of old habits or, you know, how we talked about at the end of our last season of this podcast, we talked about how we don't want to go back to normal. We actually want to rebuild and renew. And, you know, September feels like a natural time of year to do that. But how do we actually kind of navigate that going forward? Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about feeling like we're in the middle. I don't actually identify with that I feel like I first of all we don't know it's the middle because we don't know when the end is coming um but also I feel that I have settled into I guess what everyone's calling the new normal 
and accepting that this is how things will be for as long as we know they are. And within that, I completely agree with what you said that we cannot say what's the point. And I think actually setting goals and using September as a time to think about what you really want is actually a great way to to overcome those sort of feelings of helplessness. And um, I think it's important to make plans and goals within the constraints that we have now, because if things get better or things change, you can always change your goals. So what I think is dangerous mentally is to say, I'll do this when there's a vaccine. I'll do this when the economy is thriving. I think you've got to accept what's happening now uh, and then build and create a plan for the next three to six months based on that. Because you can always change your goals and your plan. Which I think is really, really important to emphasise. You can always change your goals. And I think that that's something that I, what I definitely want to take away from what's happened because as I mentioned, I threw my goals out. It would be very easy to to say, okay, 2020, that was a total dud of a year. Let's just put a black mark through that one and let's just try again and go back to this idea of, I have to set my goals and I must focus on them. And if I don't meet my goals, that's a total, total fail and just really beat myself up for it when actually maybe something that would be more productive and maybe a bit healthier and actually take what everything that's happening as a learning is to use, use the fact that I've had to shift my goals and think differently about them and actually take that forward and take the mentality that, you know what, sometimes you're not going to meet your goals and that has absolutely nothing to do with you or your ability or who you are as a person. It is quite literally because a pandemic came out of nowhere and knocked you and the rest of the world for six. And as you say, we now, I guess we're in the middle in the sense that we're in the middle because we're now just living alongside this virus and we don't know what the end is going to be. And so actually the bit that we're in right now is wrestling with all of these tensions that we're, we're talking about, because that's really what, at least what I feel right now is that there, for me, that there is a tension between, I guess, kind of feeling positive about moving forward because I don't feel like the world is in a positive place at all by any stretch of the imagination. And yet here I am with my happy back to school feeling, you know, marveling at the fact that it's that lovely crisp air out there and that the leaves are starting to turn and it's, it's a nice time of year for me and sort of just reconciling all of these tensions, I suppose. Yeah. It's quite confusing in a way. Cause I feel like it's easy to almost forget what's happening in the world right now because there is that September buzz and all the social media has got all this like motivational September, what do you want next kind of vibe. But then similarly, there's that tension where we're still in the midst or experiencing this hugely um, unsettling, bizarre crisis. And I think people are, are very tired of it as well. Like a lot of people miss going back to being in the office. Um, and all these sorts of things. So I think we are in that weird headspace where I wonder whether that a bit of that September vibe is almost like escapism f- from what's happening within the whole back to school excitement. And by no means I want to trample on that, but 
it's I'm just drawing out that tension that you describe Anna because I do think it's very much there well yeah because that's the thing is when I think about going back to school I quite literally I have a very clear memory of um so for anyone who doesn't know Tiffany and I did go to school together so we do know each other for from a long time ago and I have a memory of when we started year nine which is the year that in our school, you were allowed to move from the pleated skirts to the straight skirts. That was year 10. Skirts. Okay, it was year 10. It was year I, 10. I remember it's year 10. Um, okay, well, I'm glad that we have this fact, live fact checking here on the podcast. So, okay, yeah, okay, fine. Which, year is, 10. which is age 15, 16 for people who, yeah. oh, no, no, like 14, I think, actually. And I remember with, I had my new straight skirt and I had a bit of a tan because I can't remember where we'd been on holiday. And I had my short sleeved shirt on because it was still warm enough. And I think I put on some, you know, one of those kind of stupid shell necklaces that you get when you go to the whatever holiday resort that they, they get sold everywhere. And I had that on sort of contraband underneath my, my shirt. And I just was buzzing to go back to school and couldn't wait to catch up with all my mates. <laughs> I can see you on the Zoom making an L sign We weren't actually mates that, at that time. We were not because Tiffany bullied me. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Libel. We, um, we were just in, we were in different classes, so we weren't friends. Uh, but anyway, the point is, when I think about September, even to this day, even now that I am thirty-two, I my feeling, I go straight back to that feeling. I am standing in my teenage bedroom, looking at myself in the mirror, seeing how hot how much I can get away with rolling up my skirt and it just takes me straight back to that feeling and I guess it's just I'm trying to tell myself now that we that that we live in a totally different world to back then and that actually you know there are plenty of kids who are quite literally not actually even physically perhaps not even going back to school five days a week everything looks very different um and it's about harnessing the positivity of those me- memories and the positivity of those feelings, but not necessarily, but not just erasing everything that's happened and not kind of erasing all the intentions that we had to take things in a different direction, basically. And as we said, when we were talking about not going back to normal, it's because we want, because things, there was no normal, things weren't great before the pandemic and lots of things were broken, particularly about work and how we live our lives and you know it's one of the things one of the reasons we even started this podcast over a year ago now is that there were lots of systemic things that weren't working and so we just have this opportunity to bring about some quite exciting change well let's take a quick break there and after the break we will run through some practical guidance on how you can set your back to school goals for a happy successful autumn Do you want more tools to improve your working life? Then join Is This Working on Patreon, the community platform for supporting creators like us. Support us on Patreon and you'll get perks, including a weekly reading list from us packed with things that will make your working life better. Find us at patreon.com forward slash is this working show.
So, nonetheless, we do think it is important to set goals and make some plans, albeit within the context in which we can at the moment. So, Tiffany, tell me, what are your tips for September goal setting? Right. As someone who is a coach in training, I am speaking to a lot of people, helping them with their working life needs. And what I'm seeing more and more is that there's a very simple question, which when we start to explore it, it's really hard to answer. And with coaching, you often find a mirror is held up to yourself, which I've written about before. But the simple question, what do you want? It's really hard to answer that question honestly and outside of the societal messages that you've been told what you want. And before you set any goals, before you write your whole list of things that you want to achieve, you've really got to sit down and think about what you want and really inquire why you want it and what that means. And I certainly recommend you take a whole life view You can use the coaching wheel where it's got money, friends, relationships, and really take a whole view because they will, all the different life segments will impact each other. So you just really have to be able to understand honestly what you want, not what you think you want, but what you actually want. My gosh, it's really hard to answer that question. Uh, And I think, I think in large parts, because we're not, taught to express that. I think that's also especially true of women and it's not encouraged. There is no, what do you want class at school? Even the way that careers are talked about, they're not talked about in terms of what's actually going to work for you and your skills and your personality. They're just presented like this buffet from which you're just supposed to select based on what sounds good without actually thinking about what chimes with who you are as a person and what you actually want out of life. So my gosh, uh, you probably could spend all of September, if not the, <laughs> the rest of the year, trying to answer that question, but it is such an important step to take. Um, but I do think that from there, things become a lot easier because I, as I mentioned about the difference between process goals and outcome goals, If you already sort of know what you want from life, it then becomes quite easy to think about ways that you're actually going to be able to achieve that and ways that you're actually going to do that. And I do want to emphasize that I think it is in a very practical sense. I do think it is always best to think about process goals versus outcome goals. So once you have an idea in your mind of what you want, then it becomes quite easy to sort of set that as a, as something tangible, but think about what are the steps that I can take to actually achieve this rather than saying, I just want this thing. Because very often just, just wanting a very rigid outcome, there are lots of things that go into that, lots of factors at play, which you have, you will have no say in, you know, pandemic or not. So spend some time thinking about how can you turn your um, your goals into processes and actually enjoy the journey of it? And that also then actually just helps you enjoy 
the process of actually getting there and achieving and the actual uh, process of achieving something rather than rather than that kind of thing at the end of it it also forces you to explore why you why you want certain things and whether you can get them in different ways so one example might be oh I want to have children and it's like okay so if you're of a certain age maybe you feel like you have to have them now but why do you why do you want to have children might explore that you um really enjoy the company of teenagers or little or toddlers or something so maybe you can create space in your life to work with them or interact with kids like that because actually maybe you don't actually want to be a parent right now so I feel like another example off the top of my head is I want a full-time job why do you want a full-time job oh okay I want to know how much money I make every month how else could I try and get that through different working ways which means I don't have to get a full-time job because I don't actually think I want a full-time job I just want to um know how much money I make every month so it just really forces you to examine the why behind these different things that we think we want and then also make alternative plans because as you said Anna we can't control a lot of outcomes and it's just bum out to set outcome goals you know particularly around a lots of life things I've mentioned relationships and kids when you just don't know what's going to happen and you can't control these things and that's the same for work right now as well the other thing similar to that thread is to think about again I've talked about this earlier but like setting priorities rather than goals because there's this four burner theory which um, you may or may not be familiar with which is the four burner theory is that there are four burners on the hob of a cooker with the and they're all on but in order to be great at something you have to turn off one of the burners so if I want to be great in my job maybe I'll have to but also do my family and my um, friends very well then I might have to turn off the health burner but if I want to excel at something then two of my burners have to come off and in the four burner theory it's health work family and friends I think it's actually very helpful however you do it whether you think about burners or a pie chart to really inquire not what you want to do but what that impact means what are you actually going to be sacrificing because that makes it a far more laser focused um, goal so one of my main processes and my main priority for September is going to be writing for October it's going to be money making but during the writing phase that means that things such as Friends will probably take a back burner. Sorry, sorry, pals. Um, <laughs> and um, health, as far as I'm concerned, can never come off because that's like fundamental to everything else. You know, and then family is quite easy for me because I don't have kids or a partner. But so it's sort of easy for me to turn down that one slightly. Um, but yeah, so I very much am always thinking like, what am I sacrificing? What does this mean I can't do? Um, and I find that very helpful for just being really clear on what your priorities are for the next month. I love the four burner theory because to me, it really visualizes this idea of the different elements of your life. But more importantly, it gives me at least permission to turn things off and on as and when I need them. So 
it feels like it's okay to turn something down. So it's okay to turn down the, the friendship burner every now and then. And it just makes, it just is a really good reminder that life is just a series of twiddling the knobs basically and increasing and decreasing things as and when you need to. And so that they fit in with your priorities and your goals. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's a really nice place for us to leave this week's episode and I do hope that listeners will go into September setting some very intentional goals and trying to take a positive message from everything that's been happening over these last five or six months. So best of luck with your September goals. Just a reminder, we are on social media at is this underscore working let us know how you're doing and as always please subscribe and leave a review on apple Podcasts because it'll help other people find us which will help other people with their goals which will make more happy workers across the world so thank you thanks everyone bye you are listening to is this working Hosted by Anna Co-Gerardo and Tiffany Philippou. Produced by Chris Bannister. Continue the conversation with us over on Twitter at isthisworking underscore show.